All right, boys and girls, we are going to read into chapter 10. So just to kind of recap, we know that Rob is not allowed at school at the moment because of his rash that is on his legs. Um, he has met Sistine, who is quite the firecracker. She gets in fights. She runs her mouth a lot about like telling people or telling her class that people from the South are um, ignorant and she doesn't like them, even though they live in Florida. So she told her entire class that she doesn't like them and she thinks they're ignorant. Um, and that Rob has found his tiger. So we have kind of gathered that Rob is like the kind of person who um, doesn't like to talk about his feelings. He is very withdrawn. So like he keeps everything inside. He's sad. He's lost his mom. Um, he lives in a new town. Um, him and his dad have a weird relationship. So while we read today, you're going to start noticing that because we know our characters always evolve. So I want you to start noticing and paying t attention to Rob's um, actions, the, what he's doing, because he's going to start evolving. So chapter 10. Rob was sweeping the laundry room when Willie Mae, the Kentucky Star's, Star's housekeeper, came in and threw herself down in one of the metal chairs that were lined up against the cement block wall. You know what, she said to Rob. No, ma'am, said Rob. I'll tell you what, said Willie Mae. She reached up and adjusted the butterfly clip in her thick black hair. I'd rather be sweeping up after some pigs in a barn than cleaning up after the people in this place. Pigs at least give you some respect. Rob leaned on his broom and stared at Willie Mae. He liked looking at her. Her face was smooth and dark, like a beautiful piece of wood. And Rob liked to think that if he had been the one who, who carved Willie Mae, he would have made her just the way she was, with her long nose and high cheekbones and slanted eyes. What you staring at, Willie Mae asked, her eyes narrowed. What you doing out of school? Rob shrugged. I don't know, he said. What do you mean you don't know? Rob shrugged again. Don't be moving your shoulders up and down in front of me, acting like some skinny old bird trying to fly away. You want to end up cleaning motel rooms for a living? Rob shook his head. That's right. Ain't nobody want this job. I'm the only fool Boo Tramp can pay to do it. You gotta stay in school, she said, else you'll end up like me. She shook her head and reached into the pocket of her dress and pulled out a single cigarette and two sticks of eight ball licorice gum. She put one piece of gum in her mouth handed the other one to Rob, lit her cigarette, leaned back in the chair, and closed her eyes. Now, she said. The scent of smoke and licorice slowly filled the laundry room. Go on and tell me why you ain't in school. On account of my legs being all broke out, said Rob. Willie Mae opened her eyes and looked over the top of her glasses at Rob's legs. Mmm, she said after a minute. How long you had that? About six months, said Rob. I can tell how to cure that, said Willie Mae, pointing with her cigarette at his legs. I can tell you right now. Don't need to go to no doctor. Huh? said Rob. He stopped chewing his gum and held his breath. What if Willie Mae healed him and then he had to go back to school? 
So listen closely. So Willie Mae said she knows how to heal his legs, and it's not from a doctor. Sadness, said Willie Mae, closing her eyes and nodding her head. You keeping all that sadness down low in your legs. You not letting it get up to your heart where it belongs. You got to let that sadness rise on up. Oh, said Rob. He let his breath out. He was relieved Willie Mae was wrong. She couldn't cure him. The principal thinks it's contagious, he said. Man ain't got no sense, Willie Mae said. He got lots of certificates, Rob offered. They're all framed and hung up on his wall. I bet he ain't got no certificate for sense, though, said Willie Mae darkly. She rose up out of her chair and stretched. I got to clean some rooms. She said, you ain't going to forget what I told you about them legs, are you? No, ma'am, said Rob. What did I tell you then? She said, towering over him. Willie Mae was the tallest person Rob had ever seen. To let the sadness rise, Rob said. He repeated the words as if they were part of a poem. He gave them a certain rhythm, the same way Willie Mae had when she said them. That's right, said Willie Mae. You gotta let the sadness rise on up. She left the room in a swirl of licorice and smoke. After she was gone, Rob wished that he had told her about the tiger. He felt a sudden desperate need to tell somebody. Somebody who wouldn't doubt him. Somebody who was capable of believing in tigers. So Rob is wanting to tell his secret to somebody, which is interesting for him. It's out of character because we know he keeps everything inside. So it's interesting that he wants to tell the cleaning lady at the motel. But she obviously has walked away, so we will see what happens. Chapter 11. That afternoon, Rob was out in front of the Kentucky Star, weeding between the cracks in the sidewalk when the school bus rumbled up. Hey, he heard Norton Threemonger yell. Rob didn't look up. He concentrated on the weeds. Hey, disease boy, Norton shouted. We know what you got. It's called leprosy. Yeah, Billy shouted, leprosy. All of your body parts are going to fall off. They're going to rot off, Norton yelled. Yeah, Billy screamed. That's what I meant, rot. They're going to rot off. Rob stared at the sidewalk and imagined the tiger eating Norton and Billy Threemonger and then spitting out their bones. Hey, Norton shouted. Here comes your girlfriend, disease boy. The, bu the bus coughed and sputtered and finally roared away. Rob looked up. Sistine was walking toward him. She was wearing a lime green dress. As she got closer, he could see that it was torn and dirty. I brought your homework, she said. She held out a red notebook stuffed full of papers. The knuckles on her hands were bleeding. Thank you, said Rob. He took the notebook. He was determined to say nothing else to her. Excuse me. He was determined to keep his words inside himself, where they belonged. Sistine stared past him at the motel. It was an ugly two-story building, squat and small and composed entirely of cement block. The doors of each room were painted a different color, pink or blue or green, and there was a chair painted in a matching color sitting in front of each I'm sorry, sitting in front of each door. Why is this place called the Kentucky Star? Sistine asked. 
Because, said Rab. It was the shortest answer he could think of. Because why, she asked. Rab sighed. Because Beauchamp, the man who owns it, he had a horse once called Kentucky Star. Well, said Sistine, it's a stupid name for a hotel in Florida. Rab shrugged. It started to rain. Sistine stood in front of him and continued to stare. She looked at the motel and then over at the blinking Kentucky star sign, and then she looked back at him as if it was all a math equation. She was trying to make come out right in her head. The rain made her hair stick to her scalp. It made her dress droopy. Rab looked at her small pinched face and her bleeding knuckles and dark eyes, and he felt something inside of him open up. It was the same way he felt when he picked up a piece of wood and started working on it, not knowing what it would be, and then watching it turn into something he recognized. He took a breath. He opened his mouth and let the words fall out. I know where there's a tiger. Sistine stood in the drizzly rain and stared at him, her eyes black and fierce. She didn't say, a real one? She didn't say, are you crazy? She didn't say, you're a big old liar. She said one word. Where? And Rob knew then that he had picked the right person to tell. All right, so big things are happening in our story right now. I want you to head over to our Google Forms and kind of think a little deeper about some of the things that we've read about in this, um, these two chapters and respond to them.